Today, we've got a question from Rebecca who wants to know about buying a business potentially in the face of an impending recession. I'm David C. Barnett, and you're tuned in to Small Business and Deal Making, the podcast, YouTube channel, and blog where I talk about buying, selling, financing, and managing small and medium sized businesses while controlling risk. So if you're looking to take control of your future through buying a business one day, or if you already own a business and you're looking to grow or exit, you've come to the right place. I talk about interesting things, I talk to interesting people, and I answer your questions every week right here. So be sure to hit like and be sure to hit subscribe, and let's get to it. Now, before we dive into Rebecca's question, I want to remind everyone that this is April. The uh, you know the video is being released in April 2023. This is survey month. So if you haven't already, head over to dcbsurvey.com. Uh, just a few questions. Literally, it would take you 60 seconds to answer those questions. But it'll be a great service to me to help create the content that is going to be most useful and valuable to all of you that are tuned in. And um, it, thank you for those of you who have already submitted. Uh, it's very interesting stuff. I guarantee that in May, I'm going to create a video all about you, about the audience, because uh, there's some very interesting bits of data that are coming through. Um, and if you're if you happen to be watching this uh, on a television, look, I even we even have it made into a QR code, so you can just like hold your phone up to the screen and scan that thing, and it'll take you right to the page on your phone, and you will be able to fill it out while you watch the rest of this video. It'll only take only take a few seconds. So. Let's uh, let's get into uh, Rebecca's question. Okay, so Rebecca was watching one of my summer of alternative financing videos from 2022, uh, the factoring and merchant cash advance video, and she asks, "Hi, David. I'm curious what your views are on someone buying their first business in today's market with an impending recession. Should I wait a few months?" Okay, so. Great question. And I've been getting this question quite a bit. You know, we're now into 2023. There's news in the headlines about people being laid off at their jobs. There's uh, questions about, you know, how the interest rates are affecting everyday people whose loans and leases and lines of credit may be resetting with higher payments because of interest rates going up and how that money, you know, is is making it so that there's less money for other things in their life, right? I mean, if you all of a sudden have to spend more on your mortgage payment, then you're not going to have as much to spend on more discretionary types of things. So I answered Rebecca's question in the video, and I'm, I'm going to briefly go through the, the answer that I gave, but I've got some more content that I think uh, you might find to be really helpful. But first of all, I'm going to tell a story because I was listening to this podcast the other day um, where a guy was talking about real estate investing and he was talking about buying single family homes and duplexes and townhouses. And he was talking about, you know, his path as a real estate investor. And this gentleman had been doing it for maybe 15 years and he had like a dozen or maybe 20 properties that he had accumulated over time. And one of the pieces of advice that he gave in that, you know, uh, in that podcast conversation is he talked about how... Um, you don't have to wait for a home run. You don't want to, you know, sit around on the sidelines waiting for just the right deal in real estate investing because uh, what you want is really like base hits. You want a reasonable deal that's going to work out, that you're going to make money at, that's going to cash flow. And I've seen people give this kind of advice in the world of buying businesses where they say, you know, it doesn't have to be a home run. It just has to be a reasonable deal that you can get into, that you can afford, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, I just want to tell you that that is bad. Don't don't listen to that. And here's why. Um, in the world of real estate investing, you're buying a building 
And the building's value on the market does, in a lot of cases, have to do with the value of the cash flow that it is coming through, the you know the earnings, net operating income, the cap rate, et cetera. But if you're buying things like single family housing, it also has to do with just the market in general, because the buyer, when you decide to sell that house, could be someone who just wants to buy a home to live in, right? And so they're not looking at it from an investment point of view. And so that that home is going to have a value um, and unless things go really, really wrong, that value may move up or down in the market. Um, but for it to go down by half is going to be very difficult, right? And so you can kind of have that tepid, easygoing, lukewarm approach in something like buying houses. Um, you shouldn't have that kind of approach when it comes to buying a business. And here's why. You can have the value of a business go down by half very quickly uh, by messing it up. And, and losing customers and losing profitability and having the cash flow shrink, right? Um, you can, for example, buy a business like what Rebecca is asking about, um, and then the market um, changes. You know, let's say you're you have some kind of retail business, and all of a sudden everyone's mortgage payments go up, and they don't have as much money to go shopping with, and then that can affect you, right? So I created a video back in December of 2022. Uh, talking about recession-proof businesses. We'll put a link to that here. You might be interested in going back and watching that. But when I was answering Rebecca's question, I said, um, if you know you're going into a, a recession, just ask yourself how any business you look at might react to a drop in sales. So this kind of gets to that video I made in December. So are there lots of overheads or are most of the costs direct? It, will a drop in sales also give you a drop in your expenses? Or are there some fixed, you know, really big fixed expenses that aren't going to change no matter what? Um, many fortunes have been made in recessions. We, we've heard this all the time. It's very true. Um, it's all about how you manage the business and whether the demand will still be there. And the key word in that sentence is the M word, manage. So quick aside, I had an email conversation with someone the other day, a young man who's looking at buying a business. And he's looking for a home run opportunity. And in his mind, what that means is getting a business at a very low price. Okay. And so he found a beauty salon that is for sale. And the beauty salon was owner managed by a lady who has had some health concerns and she's no longer able to work as a hairdresser. And so now she wants to sell the business and she wants to get into something else like doing nails or something. Um, and so he wants to buy this thing because he says it's a really good price. And the very first question I asked him was, what on earth do you know about running a hair salon? A woman who's run this business for years and years and years does not want to carry on running it as an absentee owner. That should tell you something about the hair salon business, right? Because, you know, if somebody could run this business and manage this business without even being there, without even being a hairdresser, wouldn't she do that? Right. And so and, and anyone out there who's involved in, in the hairdressing or, or beauty business will know that there are some certain peculiar things about that industry that require a good amount of management skill and tact. Um, and and a lot of the times it's difficult to do that without being present if it's, you know, anything other than one of those sort of, uh, you know, low cost hair cutting factory type stores that you'd find in a strip mall. If, it, if it's any kind of, uh, you know, delivering any kind of service beyond that, then 
you know, you have to make sure that the people who work there are happy working there or else they'll just leave and take all their clients with them. Right. So, so that industry has a lot of peculiar, special things in it that you need to know what you're doing. You, you don't just buy a business like that because it's cheap and hope that everything's going to carry on the way it is. Trust me. So, so the question then is, what do you know about the particular business that you're getting into? And this is the key thing. We want to make sure that, yes, we do hit a home run, but the way that we hit a home run is not by looking for something that's cheap necessarily. We want a good business, but we want a business that we know about, that we know how to manage, that we know we can improve. So this is where your whole background and what your experience is in, this is why it's important. Um, and I, I run into this all the time. People will get online, they'll watch videos and, and learn that a particular kind of business maybe is a great opportunity. Then they'll go out and buy that business without having any experience in that industry, not really know what they're getting into, and then be shocked that the reality of that industry does not match what they were led to believe. Uh, back in my business broker days, I would often have people that would come in that had middle management experience in like a big organization or a government department or something like this. And they would come in and say, oh, I, I see you have a, a fried chicken franchise for sale, for example. And I'll ask them, have you ever worked in fast food? And they'll say no. And I'll say, well, why don't you go get a job at McDonald's? Like they'll hire you to work on the weekends. No problem. Especially if you say that you'll work Saturday night. And people were really taken aback. Like me work at McDonald's? No, I, that, I can't do that. But, but that's exactly what you should do. You, you should get some experience in the industry that you're thinking about buying into so you have a realistic view of what it's going to be like to own and run one of those businesses. And so you can decide if your experience, if your knowledge in whatever your career has been in would somehow be applicable to that industry. Are you going to be able to help improve that business, right? Are you going to be able to take the business as it's running today and make it better? And, and this is where we're going to circle back to this whole recession question. Um, the, the, the way I ended my answer to Rebecca in the video is I said, think of the difference between tire shops and more discretionary types of products. So tire shop versus say a surfboard store. Okay. When people are short of cash, they may avoid discretionary spending, but they'll still need to be able to drive to work. Right. So this is where something like the tire shop has an advantage over the surfboard shop. Now, let me amend this. Now, let me append it. I'm going to add something else. There are also people who will drive on bald tires and, and make sure that they turn off every light in their house to save on electricity bills so they can afford a new surfboard. Right. Because people do have a way of prioritizing their wants in life. People want to live. They want to enjoy life. And so the question then is, is if, if you're going to buy a surfboard shop or any kind of super discretionary kind of thing, which one is going to have the best opportunity of doing well in a recession? It's going to be the surfboard shop that dominates in some aspect of, of the market, right? So it's either going to be the most famous the most well-known, the best at doing X, Y, Z, the best located in a given market where people surf, right? It's it, There's got to be some quality to it that makes that particular surfboard shop better than all of the other surfboard shops that don't dominate in one key aspect of business. And so when you're, when you're shopping for that business, you want to ask yourself, how is it going to perform in a recession? What are the costs like? If the sales go down, how will the costs be affected? 
Um, is this a, is it a need or a want? If it's a want, how do I make sure that if the demand for this product goes down, other people will suffer a greater degree of loss before I do, right? Because even in the depths of a recession, people are still going to go buy engagement rings from jewelers. There are always people that are not affected by a recession. There are always people that are going to have money to go shopping. And so where are they going to go? Where will the discretionary spending flow when there's less of it? It's still going to flow to certain key places. Where it's not going to flow is to the people who are in what has often been described as the mushy middle. Back in November of 2020, I had a conversation uh, with Rick Nicholson about marketing and the mushy middle, about you know saying, you know, oh, we're the plumber with you know high quality service. Well, every plumber is supposed to have high quality service, right? That that doesn't mean anything. And so you want to make sure that you're buying a business that either has or you know how to put it into a position where it becomes the dominant player with respect to some characteristic that is going to set it apart from everyone else. So that if the spending flowing into that category, again, surf, surfboards, we'll use as an example. If the a number of dollars flowing into surfboards goes down, you want to make sure that it's the other people that lose sales before you. And that would be my advice to anyone who's concerned about buying a business in the face of a recession. Think about what business do you know about? What are you an expert at? What are you going to be able to manage really well? Um, and then go looking for that kind of business and decide, is this a dominant business with respect to a certain key business characteristic? And that's going to vary depending on what you're getting into. But um, that was my advice to Rebecca. If, if there's something that you think that I missed out that's important, just put it in the comments down below. I always look forward to reading the comments. Uh, you guys contribute a lot of really, really great information. Um, there is a, an entire module in Business Buyer Advantage about buying a business in a recession. Uh, because back in 2019, I was feeling that 2020 was going to be bringing on a recession. Uh, and then, you know, the whole thing happened with the lockdowns and everything. But um, that recession, I think, was just moved through all the government actions that occurred. Uh, and we're seeing it now. And so that module builds upon the base content of Business Buyer Advantage. And it talks about how you would change your deal structures um, if you fear that a recession is underway or about to come so that you have more maneuvering room post-closing um, with respect to staying on top of cash flow. Um, and then, of course, I've also just added three more modules into Business Buyer Advantage, including a really powerful analysis uh, template tool, Excel spreadsheet program. Um, and so if you're already a student, you just log in, you have access to all the new material. Uh, if you're not yet a student, just head over to businessbuyeradvantage.com. You can learn all about it. And, um, and with that, I'll say thank you very much. And uh, we'll see you all later. And uh, I'll sign off here with a closing message from our sponsor, uh, Mark Willis. Special thanks go to today's video sponsor, Mark Willis of Lake Growth Financial. Mark helps people better manage their personal wealth and business finances through the bank on yourself insurance strategy. This is something I've done personally and I've gotten lots of positive feedback from people I've worked with over the years. Go to newbankingsolution.com to find a playlist of all the interviews I've done with Mark and to learn more about the advantages of these programs. While there, sign up to arrange a conversation about what this solution might look like for you.
So how can you learn more about buying, selling, financing, and managing small and medium-sized businesses? Easy. Head over to my blog site at davidcbarnett.com. You'll find hundreds of articles and videos all for free. You'll find links to my books and online courses, and you can sign up for my email list and get emails covering topics that interest you and be notified of new videos.